Hello, 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 and welcome back to an all-new episode of The Darius Show. For today, I'm just going to be jumping in here for a quick chat about the Bob's Burgers movie. I just got out of the theater with my girlfriend watching it, and I had a much more fun time than I even expected to coming into this. So I wanted to hop in here and have a quick discussion about it. So without further ado, let's roll the intro and get right into it. It's the Darius Show, y'all already know. Drop your booty to the floor, come give me some more. It's the Darius Show. It's the Darius Show. So before I dive into the actual plot of this movie, I will just briefly touch on my experience with Bob's Burgers. My girlfriend is a huge fan of the series. She's watched pretty much every episode at least three times and has watched all of them much more than that. I myself have probably seen about 90% of the show. I've definitely gone through most of the seasons that were out at a certain point, but I probably haven't seen the newest seasons, or at least not all of the, all of the episodes in those seasons. That being said, I have really enjoyed Bob's Burgers. I'm certainly not the biggest fan of it, but every time I watch it, it definitely gets a laugh out of me, and I find myself uh, being into the narratives, and I feel like Bob's Burgers actually provides a unique spin on a family comedy uh, slash adult, you know, Fox animated series. It's it, it exists within a sweet spot that everyone can enjoy, which is why I think it's actually a great pick for a theatrical release as far as any animated series goes. The Simpsons, obviously, is the only other thing that you could kind of compare this to in terms of a in-movies theatrical release based on an animated series. Of course, there's other examples, but that's the closest one to compare it to. And I think Bob's Burgers is just really set up really nice to have appeal to everyone, uh, kids, boys, girls, adults, man, and woman. I feel like everyone has something to get out of this watching it in theaters. That being said, coming to the theater, the little bit of skepticism I had was, is this series capable of setting up a scenario that feels worthy of the big screen? And that that was kind of my, like I said, big skepticism coming into this. Uh, I'm happy to report back that it does, in fact, raise the stakes a little bit. It's not, it's not as quite grandiose as what you would see in the Simpsons movie. That being said, I can say I was certainly entertained the entire time and with the animation style and the overall character payoffs that we do get throughout the movie i i do think that it was worth the big screen i think that this was an excellent inclusion into the bob's burgers mythos so the plot of this movie really revolves around two running narratives the first one opens up when there's a sinkhole that opens up right in front of the bob burgers restaurant and the family is immediately all interested in this, uh, slash really upset because obviously that's not going to help them get any business given that there's a huge hole right out of their business. Um, what happens along with that plot is Luis actually ends up going into the into the hole, realizing that there is a body that was buried underneath there. So it's really like a whodunit murder mystery. Pretty early on, uh, Mr. Fish Odor, the 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 landlord of the entire city pretty much, uh, he's arrested and framed for that murder. And Luis is motivated to kind of unveil the truth behind that situation. Meanwhile, the parents are dealing with the fact that they're behind on their payments. Something that has always been a running plotline through Bob's Burgers is that they financially struggle. So I do feel like it was very fitting for the family to have to come to terms with a with an actual severe uh, financial emergency is what they're faced with here. Basically, the bank. They, they can't make their payments on their loans, and if they're unable to produce those funds within the next seven days, then they're going to start getting their items from the restaurant repossessed by the government. So those are pretty much the stakes that we're facing going into this movie. 
a little bit more serious than what we typically face. We know that the family struggles financially, but they're never faced with something so in their face that actually threatens to put the family out on the streets even. And if it wasn't clear already at this point, I am going to have spoilers. Uh, If you want to know my thoughts on the movie that don't involve spoilers, I do think it's really good. And I think that everyone should go watch this movie. Uh, I think it's important to support this type of content because this is the type of stuff I'd love to continue to see in theaters. So, yeah, again, if you want to get out of here with any without any spoilers, definitely go watch this movie. It's a fun ride. If you enjoy Bob's Burgers, this is just like a really great episode of Bob's Burgers that is really long. So there's your spoiler warning. Get out of here. One thing I really appreciate about this movie, uh, the first topic I'll dive into here at the very least, is going to be the murder mystery aspect of it. Right off the bat, you're wondering, oh, was it Mr. Fishoder who committed this murder? Would they make that much of a serious change to a running character? And then they start shifting the blame on his brother. What is his name? Felix Fishoder. And for a minute there, we think it's him. Of course, the twist ending towards the end of the movie that we figure out is that it's actually their cousin lawyer who was introduced in this movie. Now, in hindsight, I probably should have picked up on that pretty early on, considering that we have the least exposure to this character. It's probably going to be the one who has the twist villain. Uh, I actually wasn't expecting it up. I mean, I definitely saw it coming before they they announced it, but um, I was surprised how long I didn't see that coming. And they really actually did uh, trick me a little bit, which is always uh, positive credit on any program. If they can, you know, provide you a quality twist villain at some point, that's always... Uh, something fun to see happen especially on the big screen the way that the kids are tracking information and are following leads around town and eventually putting the the puzzle together I thought was fairly satisfying as well it was really nice that they gave Luis a lot of strong moments in this movie to demonstrate her value as if anyone who watches Bob's Burgers needs to be reminded that Luis is a total badass who's probably the smartest one in the room at all times even though she's the youngest in the room at all times Uh, that gets put on full display here, and it was a lot of fun kind of uh, navigating the scenario through her eyes specifically. I will say that Luis is the closest thing to a main character in this movie. If anyone comes out as the center focus, it is definitely her. That being said, this movie does uh, make an effort to make sure that each character is given a specific character arc to work through themselves. Um, That being said, the other characters are pretty uninteresting. For example, Gene is fiddling around with some music uh, instruments that he's uh, making himself, as well as uh, hoping that he can play uh, along with his band, his ragtag group of friends in his band, uh, at the big uh, carnival festival thing at the end of the movie. That's kind of his goal throughout this movie. Um, I will say that's not very compelling, Um, It's definitely very heartfelt, but they just don't do a lot to really compel you. It's not one of the stronger emotional beats in this movie. That being said, Gene delivers amazingly on the comedy. And that's something that's kind of always his role in Bob's Burgers. Not that every character isn't funny, but Gene is known for passing out those uh, quick whips all the time and making a lot of jokes, kind of just peppering them out through conversations constantly. And he turns that up to an 11 in this movie. And I will say... He's certainly responsible for a lot of the funnier moments that happen here. Him being really into music and using music as kind of an expression is also a very consistent character uh, piece for Gene. And so I appreciate that that is on display throughout this movie. Um, I think that's something that this movie captures really well, actually, is um, 
not not reducing each character down to their essence, but capturing each character's essence and and celebrating it here in this movie. Even though there's not quite room for every character to flourish quite as much as some others do, uh, there is at least you know one shiny moment per each of our main characters that remind you, oh, this is totally them. It really just, like I said, captures their essence throughout this movie. Tina is another character that's obviously heavily involved in this narrative, who... She also has her own um, uh, personal arc that she's going through in this movie. That being said, it also kind of falls to the side in comparison to to what Luis has going on. And to be honest, her plotline is the recycled plotline that she's been dealing with throughout the entire series of Bob's Burgers, which I suppose could be said is as uh, capturing her essence, which is basically being obsessed with Jimmy Jimmy Jr., um, and kind of toying with that will-they-won't-they they romance between them, as they always seem to do. Um, so I, I won't say that they necessarily brought anything new to the table, but they do ask an interesting question uh, that that does provide some freshness to this concept, which is um, she starts to ask herself, what if you've built this uh, big fantasy of what it would be like if you guys got together and Jimmy Jr. just can't uh, meet up to those expectations? I think that that's an incredibly nuanced point of view to take on it, and it's probably true given the way that Tina tends to build up fantasies in her mind. Um, so I, I do think that bit was interesting. I just don't know for a movie-going experience, was it the most satisfying thing to see play out? Not necessarily, but it does provide some fun little moments along the way. You know, diving into Tina's point of view, that's a little horny, if we're being honest, uh, uh, looking through her gaze at Jimmy Jr. the whole time. Again, it was fun, but uh, it just was one of the things that felt a little lacking in the grander scope of things. While the kids are focused on fin- on solving this mystery and getting to the bottom of what's happening here, the adults are actually, you know, Bob and Linda are having their own adventure. And w- the emotional beat that they're driving home during their scenes is actually one of the stronger ones. I will say it's certainly not the strongest moment we get in the movie, but is one of the strongest moments. You know, early on, we see Linda is always being cheerful. That's actually something very consistent with her character. Um, Bob is a bit of a pessimist, and Linda can be overly optimistic at times, but in the face of financial struggle and the chaos that is existing in their lives, she is what keeps everybody upbeat and keeps everybody positive and not down in the dumps. I think uh, the heart that Linda brings to the table is one of the core parts of Bob's Burgers that keeps it so heartfelt and centered in in that family narrative. Uh, in this movie, uh, because they're essentially about to get their items for the restaurant repossessed by the government, Bob, of course, uh, is battling with the depression that comes with that. He's scared that uh, under his leadership, his family is going to be left out in the streets and it's going to be all his fault. And the whole time we see Linda really doing the heavy lifting in their relationship to make sure that Bob stays present and stays uh, with the team. You know, he can't give up on himself or else the whole situation's doomed. And so she does an amazing job doing that. And early on, you can kind of see the dynamic that's being played with here. Um, Linda is doing the heavy lifting, like I said, and Bob needs to step it up sometimes as well. That comes to a head in the final act of the movie, which we will dive a little bit deeper into. But essentially, the whole family is trapped in a small car getting buried alive by our main villain. And it's in this moment that Linda finally gives up. And then Bob's like, you can't give up. I I need you to get me out of the situation. And you see him realize what he's been doing, which is just forcing Linda to drag them all up while he is just a rock dragging them down. 
Um, and he decides, you know, for the first time that he needs to make sure he's going to be the one who keeps everybody positive and upbeat. That was definitely a really good um, kind of emotional climax to reach in their relationship. Again, one thing I really appreciate is that if you go watch the series, these are character traits that are present throughout the series. You see Linda doing this all the time. It happens on a much smaller scale, but, you know, Bob tends to be pessimistic, and it's usually Linda's upbeat attitude that drags them out of the funk of whatever they're in. And seeing him acknowledge that, come to terms with it, and uh, I guess tackle it in this movie was very satisfying. I like that a lot. Um, for Bob, I think that's the closest thing of any significant character arc that we could see him go through. Not that it's worth comparing this to another art that is comparable, but I will do it for a minute. In the Simpsons movie, there is an emotional arc that happens between Homer and Marge, where uh, Marge is actually trying to get a divorce from Homer. That's one of the uh, running beats that happens throughout the movie. Um, and I feel like the Simpsons maybe drove the emotional pathos of that moment a lot deeper. I was a lot more affected by it in the Simpsons movie as I was in the Bob's Burgers movies. But upon thinking about it, I think that's really because the Simpsons movie, thats a you have such a big juxtaposition to the general tone of the series as to the actual movie that you got. Whereas Bob's Burgers exist in a much more softer and warmer feeling towards their family members throughout it, that when you get something like this, it doesn't feel quite as jarring. And that's not, that's not a dismay on either of those properties. I just think that it's an interesting difference in their approach to adapting their series to the big screen. I will say, um, if there is a critique on the Bob's Burgers movies, it would, on the Bob's Burger movie, is that at some points it doesn't quite feel theatrical. Sure, the stakes are being raised uh, to a certain extent, However, when you compare like the Simpsons movie, for example, the stakes are being raised to such a grandiose scale that it feels really big. And I will say that this movie didn't quite feel as big. It felt kind of just like a really big Bob's Burger episode. Again, that's not a bad thing. I really enjoyed it. Um, But just comparing the two things, they didn't turn it up to quite the same degree that the Simpsons did. I'm getting distracted, though. I want to really talk about Luis's character arc. Uh, early on, there's a moment where the girls at her school are kind of bullying her, um, calling out the fact that she's always wearing her hat and calling her a baby because she's afraid to ever take it off. Now, this one was my favorite topic that we tackled in this movie because throughout the entire series of Bob Burgers, you know that Louise is always wearing that hat. It's known We've seen episodes where she's freaking out without it, but we've never quite gotten the origin of it. We don't know why she's so attached to it. And in this movie, really, we really dive into that. Um, as far as anything goes in this movie, everything, you know, Bob's, Burger is a, Bob's Burgers, I am saying that too much and it's becoming a twist, uh, tongue tire, but uh, that series really exists in a very episodic format. And so it's very easy for small things to happen, but then they not really matter later on in the context of the greater narrative. And I will say, for the most part, this movie definitely falls into that category. This movie doesn't need to exist uh, to affect the overall series whatsoever, except for the development that we get for Louise. Because in a way, uh, her and her relationship to her hat is a big question mark that we've had throughout the entire series. They've addressed it to some degree, but we've never fully gotten the story on that or see her emotionally overcome that security blanket that is her hat. And so seeing us uh, face that in this movie, again, was incredibly satisfying. And I think one of the major aspects that do elevate this from the series to a movie level event. And just to break it down really quick, it's also um, an interesting 
conversation into what a child's memory might be of uh, regarding a particularly maybe not traumatizing event, but a big moment in their life, especially when they're really young. Luis's memory of how she got that hat was she was too afraid to go to school. And so her mom made her that hat to give her courage to go to school. And and for Luis, operating with that memory, she's she's used that hat as a shield or as a mask uh, to to live throughout, to have her boldness. And she's relied on that kind of concept. As long as she has this hat, she could be this big, bold, brave version of herself that we see her to be. Later on in the movie, uh, while they're being buried alive, Bob hears her say that and says, you know, that's not how you got that, right? And then we cut to a very uh, heartfelt, emotional scene where Bob is with his own mother who always wore a pink hat no matter what the weather. And he said that, you know, they made you that hat because you triumphed your first day without the hat. They gave it to you as a reward to celebrate the fact that you were able to do it. And uh, he even ties it back together to say, you know, you really remind me of my mother. That's why we had the idea to give you that hat. And that was just such a beautiful moment. (laughs) It was really heartfelt. And seeing Louise kind of realize that for the first time and know that, Everything that we've seen her do is really just her. It's not some facade version of her that she needs to project out. It is just her at her core essence. She is this bold, beautiful, brave girl. Um, And seeing that really shown through the parents' point of view, it was a great moment. And, you know, through Bob's Burgers tends to be a series that doesn't always give the parents a lot of room for great parenting. Um, They're always, uh, they always try really hard, right? They always are... (laughs) approaching it from a very earnest point of view but we rarely see them actually deliver any quality good advice or any real maternal comforting to the children um of course we do see that in this moment in this movie and again i'm really repeating myself here but powerful moment uh very satisfying very cathartic to get that here in this movie okay now let's talk about the villain of this movie who is grover fish odor this is the lawyer cousin of the fish odor family who basically basically kills somebody to frame Mr. Fish Odor uh, for murder so that way he can get a stronger claim to the fortune that exists within the Fish Odor family. Uh, that's kind of the long and short of it. Of course, he did this years and years ago um, in an effort to, to, to get him framed. However, it's not until the sinkhole opens up in front of the Bob's Burgers restaurant that uh, the, the, the motions of what he set in place actually start to go. Um, he was pretty fun. Uh, again, I didn't quite see him coming at first, but once he is revealed, he goes from being a stumbling kind of fool to a very entertaining villain. He was very whimsical the whole time and very lighthearted. At the same time, he was very efficient and much more, how do I say it? He was much more competent than anyone we really typically see in Bob's Burgers, even people who oppose us physically or any anywhere else to that degree we're not seeing people who are antagonists but are also competent and i do feel like we got that with grover even though he was still a little fumbly and a little dorky here and there and was certainly easy to make fun of he had a really good plan and really decent execution of that plan and he really didn't stumble at any moment when it came to attempting to kill his own family and the innocent children and family of the belcher family so I do think he worked pretty well as a villain and he kind of fit right in to the mold of a perfect Bob's Burgers villain. Um, I'd like to see him come back to some capacity. You know, who knows how Bob's Burgers will progress in the future. They're already on season 12. Who knows how long they're going to keep that baby going. But 
uh, yeah, again, I think that he did work. Maybe not the craziest villain, maybe not the best he could have been, but for the purposes of this film, he definitely served his purpose well, and I, I enjoyed him. So one other really good thing that I do want to just assign some attention to really quick is the relationships between the children, uh, the the trio to be specific, uh, Jean, Tina, and Louise. That is certainly, that's something they never forget, that that is kind of the lifeblood of the series. Obviously, they typically split the attention between the parents and then the kids, or they'll mix them all up in some other level, you know, pair off Jean with with the mom, Linda, and or pair off Bob with Tina. There's dynamics that work in every direction. Uh, you can break any of the five characters in the main cast off with each other, and you still have a compelling and fun narrative between those characters. And that's what really works in the series. I like that they split them up, but then brought them all back together because the different dynamics and banter that you get <clears throat> out of there. Excuse me, my voice really just failed on me. But the specific dynamics you get here and there uh, by using that plot device of switching it up um, really puts on display one of the strengths in this series and therefore this movie is the dynamics between the characters, the writing and the dialogue and the chemistry. It is it is always on. And I think that this is just a general praise of the series more so than it is any one thing that they do in this film. But it's just something unique to see. You don't always see a cast that's so well thought out that it works whenever you break off each set of characters in any direction. Now, if you look at Bob's Burgers as a series, one thing that it's really known for is it has fleshed out a huge world of characters uh, to play with. There are so many, they have a deep bench of characters that pop in and out of different stories in different episodes, basically a revolving door of characters. Um, of course, you see Teddy pretty much in every episode, and Teddy was doing his thing in this movie. I will say he didn't elevate anything in this movie. Um, there weren't any moments involving Teddy that are particularly memorable for me. That being said, he was delightful. He served his purpose. He didn't drag the movie down. He was just one of the very mid things about this movie, I guess you could say. They could have elevated Teddy's character up a little bit more in this movie, but he was left pretty much average where he is usually. He did get a couple chuckles out of me here and there, so he was used well. But as far as all the rest of the casting characters, they did a decent job, including a good amount. You know, you got a handful of characters that you would see throughout the show. But for a show that thrives so much on building out a big world of casting characters, I think that would have been really nice to somehow tweak the narrative a little bit to get a lot more cameos in the mix. I think that a more complete version of the Bob's Burgers movie would have included a lot more of those side characters. Now, I get it. You can only fit so much into a movie, so that, that critique might not really hold in the long run. But that's just, that was something that felt a little lacking to me. I, there is a list of characters that I was excited to pop in and out of this movie that we didn't end up really seeing or were just really relegated to the background. I can't really fault the movie for it because it was still really enjoyable and I don't know where they would cut something out to include that, but it was uh, just a slight disappointment on mine not to see. The music in this movie was so enjoyable. Bob's Burgers is known for giving you a good song, at least one per episode, and having episodes fully dedicated to more musical numbers, and this movie does not disappoint in that regard. There's plenty of lovely songs, and you can see that the energy into the music of what's happening in in, in this movie is there's definitely been a lot more attention poured into that. Now, my favorite song was certainly the number that happened at the Carneyville. I forget what it's called, but the collection of Carneys is where they all live together. It's our first stop on our investigation to find out what's going on with this murder investigation. And so 
and we basically get a music number from the Carney's point of view, talking about how tough it is to be a Carney. And then Louise kind of chimes in, and that's where we see her opening up for the first time about her emotional state being called a baby, having to overcome that in this movie. Um, I just thought it was really good. That one really hit home with me. The singing for the actress who plays Louise, I mean, she killed that number. Um, later on, there's a scene with Grover Fish Odor where he's singing and he's kind of telling them what his evil plan is all along. And even though his voice was really pitchy and all over the place, I felt like the energy and the musicality to that scene still worked really well. And that I just have to shine that out as a shining moment. That was really fun to me. Exploring the Carnies in general was really good as well. I liked seeing the cameo of their buddy who works at the carnival, whose name escapes me at the moment. Is it like Melvin or something? That's not important, but seeing him there was fun. And just exploring their little world that they inhabit was a nice little... Uh, Easter egg, a nice little world to kind of visit. I hope that the show returns to that little spot in the future. All that's really left to cover here is just getting into the overall climax of this movie. Things really pick up speed once the entire family's together. We get a nice little car chase scene between Grover and Bob, which plays out really fun, Uh, ultimately culminating in Grover burying Bob and his family inside of that car, of course. And Seeing them uh, really grapple with being buried alive, they really sat with that scene for a long time. That's where we got all the emotional reveals and heartbeat moments there. And seeing Bob, you know, under his hopeful gaze, finding a solution to get them out of there by breaking the pipeline and rushing the water out was certainly a great scene. Um, Definitely worked for me as a climax moment. I liked the way that that played out and seeing... Grover get caught by the police was also satisfying, looping that back around. I did enjoy that. The one thing I didn't enjoy was the final music number. The way that they had been setting it up all along with Gene really pushing the fact that they're going to headline this whole event um, and seeing that really come together, I I wish that the song was a little bit better. It didn't really stick with me. That's the type of song you want to be stuck in your head on your way out of the movie, you know, kind of wrapping up all your moments in the final moment of the film uh it just didn't work quite well for me it was okay but you know we're talking the music of bob's burgers here led by gene i've seen him do better stuff in a couple of his episodes so i wish that that was a little bit better but come on i'm nitpicking at this point this movie was a fun watch for sure if you made it to the end of this review thank you very much again uh my final thoughts on Bob's Burgers. Uh, great movie. Okay, let me, uh, let me be specific here because I, I have a tendency of overpraising a lot of projects. I think that Bob's Burgers is a really fun watch and anyone who goes sees it in theater will not, will not regret spending their money. I think that anyone can enjoy this movie. I can't really imagine anyone who this doesn't appeal to. And so if you've got nothing else to do one day, definitely go check it out. And I'm sure when it hits streaming, it's going to be a great rewatch as well. It was just as funny, if not more funny, than the show was, and there was definitely some good pacing and some awesome moments throughout it. But yeah, that's going to bring this review to a close. Uh, if you if you listen to the show, you probably know I've been pretty dark on this channel for a little while now. I plan on uh, experimenting with a lot of different type of podcast setups, so stay tuned for some uh, a little Easter egg for what is to come will be some very vulnerable type content. So I, I do want to keep talking about the movies and shows that I watch because that is still, you know, the funnest thing for me to talk about in my in my everyday life. But I'm going to start trying to bring some more personable content type style podcasts on this channel. So stay tuned for that. Um, I definitely would appreciate any feedback. My email is at the D show pod at gmail.com. 
thedshowpod at gmail.com. Seriously, I do appreciate any feedback. Anything you guys want to hear me talk about or anything like that would be much appreciated as well. But yeah, that's going to bring this review to a close. Thank you for sitting here and listening to me chat your ear off. Um, Yeah, uh, peace out. I love you.